What up, what up, what up, everybody? This is Derek Hunt from Live Life Fearless. Welcome back. Today's date is April 27, 2019. We're back with another episode of the Fearless Show podcast. With me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Darius Walker. Say what's up to everybody. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. It's the Fearless Show. Back with another episode with a lot of dope shit to talk about. Thank you for being with, here with us. And yeah, we're about to get into it. Yeah, so our main topic is going to be, of course, Avengers Endgame, something that everybody is talking about. We're going to go on Endgame's here. full-on <laughs> spoiler cast about what we thought about it. So if you have not seen it yet, you might want to skip the back part of this episode and come back to it later because we are definitely going to do a deep dive. But before we get into all of that... We're going to do our usual uh, housekeeping and then our news rundown and, you know, talk about a few things here and there that have happened over the past couple of weeks. Sure. So we'll give you a little uh, heads up before we get into the spoiler cast. So don't worry. Just, you know, bear with us. (laughs) For sure. And as always, you can always check the time steps. But before we get inside, we're going to do a little housekeeping. Uh, If you have not seen already, we have talked about this multiple times now in the past few shows, but we have a bunch of new gear on the website. So if you like any of the stuff that you see us wearing in these videos, if you are watching the podcast on YouTube, wherever this goes up, you can see Darius wearing our cap and we are both actually wearing today our hoodies. Yeah. I know summer is coming up, so it might be a little hot for the hoodies, but we do have a new cultured as fuck, cultured AF T-shirts to go along with our Cultured AF coffee table book that was released a few weeks ago, and it is dope. So definitely go onto the website, and mm-hmm. you can check that out for yourself and grab some for yourself. <clears throat> definitely. So that is it for housekeeping. Let's get right into the news. I don't know if you've seen, but uh, Donald Glover just released <laughs> or announced his latest collaboration with Adidas. Oh, I've heard some things, but I didn't read into it. I don't know exactly. It it sounded confusing. So he released a kind of short film, which is pretty out there, even for him, and kind of ambiguous and features Monique. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously some shots of some of the shoes that he collaborated with. Yeah, uh, Adidas on. So it's a little, it's a weird, weird short video, but gotta come to expect that. Oh, from maybe him. I feel like I might have seen like a clip, like maybe like an Instagram thirty second chop of it or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like a the... five minute long short video, and mm. it's, it's definitely different. Um, but all of that was made just to announce the three new kind of silhouettes that he mm. has with Adidas. Oh, okay. That's kind of major in a weird way. I mean, yeah, Adidas. Um, I've always been a Nike guy, I think like most people, but I've definitely taken notice that Adidas over the past few years have definitely been stepping it up on kind of the lifestyle side of things with their shoes and clothing, and particularly well, I- with the collaborations that they've made with like celebrities and musicians in particular in the hip-hop and kind of urban category yeezys let's just say yeezys (laughs) yeezys but they he's not the only one that he worked with i know they've had a bunch of other collaborations with people 
um, that I can't name off the top of my head. But Virgil from Donda. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's still Kanye. I just know they've particularly been investing into the urban kind of side of things. Definitely, definitely. Uh, I think it's a smart move because for sure that whole kind of segment of the population is definitely sort of the pace tastemakers. Oh, definitely. For what is cool. Um, so I mean, yeah. I think it's super well, it's smart. A definitely a major move because, like, the reason I was bringing up Kanye is because of that that whole beef like brought their stock down a little bit with that that brand the Yeezy that they had in backstock whatever people didn't want to wear Adidas because of Drake's little checks over stripes shit when he was like checks over stripes that like that like in the culture gave Adidas a little like in the culture snag so they needed a new in the culture up and Kanye wasn't gonna bring that to him obviously so boom childish gambino with the visuals that we actually you know kanye with his like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy shit that's kind of like something i could see he had something that might be an idea but like the fact that childish gambino does it i'm like oh that's lit because like this kind of rollout is so artistic that it's like only it's more than just what he's designing basically he's he's probably connecting this with something else he has going on you know like, yeah, that's... I mean, I don't know how much. I don't think EG stock has was hurt very much by the whole Drake thing. Not like still hard flying off shelves, but yeah, not like hard. But like they were probably getting the 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 new forces that are all white instead of the shell toes that day that 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 month. You know, <laughs> like that was all it was. You know, it wasn't crazy, but in the culture, that's an interesting. It's an interesting. You know. I just think it's really dope to see, you know, because it's always been, you know, dealing with athletes, particularly, you know, NBA players kind of setting the tone for like the shoes and stuff. But with fashion and music and sports so intermingling these days, it only makes sense that they would reach out to more artists to kind of do these dope little collaborations. And they must be paying much better than Nike because oh yeah, I see a lot of art artists choosing them over Nike. Didn't, um, isn't the rumblings about a Beyonce deal with Adidas? Yes. Yeah. Adidas is doing major things right now. I'm pretty <laughs> sure there was supposed to be one with Drake, wasn't there? It was supposed to be one with Drake. There was, time. until right. the story exactly. of Adidas. scrapped. Push it. Push But yeah, I mean, I'm just a little quick item. If you haven't seen, you know, the announcement or seen the shoes, you should <laughs> Google it. Head on the Adidas. I think they're available for sale now. It's three different shoes, kind of reimaginings of some of their classic silhouettes. I'm not a huge fan of Adidas, but I think it's dope. And their lifestyle game has definitely been stepped up to a brand new level. Definitely. Um, I would love to talk Game of Thrones with you, but you are one of the Few lame people on this planet that have not seen the series, so I really can't get into it too much. But you know, season eight is back, and first two episodes came, and season three is—I mean, episode three is on the verge of being something spectacular. At least it's setting up to be that way. And I did a little opinion piece yesterday about 
who I think is going to bite it next and kind of give some odds. So you guys should definitely check that out over there on the site. But like I said, Adidas, uh, Reese is lame, one of the lame people in the world. <laughs> so we can't get too much into Game of Thrones yet. I'm, I'm binging Game of Thrones right now just because I'm, I'm a person. Look, people, if you haven't heard me say this before, you'll hear me say it now. I don't like waiting for, for, for good shows. I don't like the anticipation of like seasons and stuff getting invested. And then you got to like wait. They string you along. Sometimes the cliffhanger's trash. And then the next time they blow you away. And then the next time it's trash again with a bunch of love stories and you hate it. So I just like to wait and binge it all. So I'm binging all of it to catch up. There's about three weeks left until the last episode of Game of Thrones. And guess what? I'm going to have binged all of the seasons up until the last episode. And I'm, I'm sure I mean, we'll be able to talk. the last episode? The last episode of the season. There's still another season. There's one more season left after that, right? That's the right. last season after. One last season. Nine is the last, last season. Yeah. But, I mean, you spend most of your life having to wait for new episodes and series, so I don't, I don't really understand what the big deal is now. The big deal is there's so much else, other stuff to watch. I don't have to, like, it's, it's easy to not watch it. It's not, like, hard. There's so many other things. You just watch the episode, then you watch those other things, and then... Next week is here, and you watch another episode. Like I just don't, whatever, bro. Yeah, nah. It's just a lame excuse. I'm watch. I was watching uh, This Is Us that way, and I hated it because I binge watched like the first season, and I had to wait for the next season to come out, and then they trickled it out, and then like they took two weeks off, and you know all that shit makes me mad as a viewer. So I just like wait until I can watch the whole season. I don't like when they be like, "Oh, it's a holiday. We didn't we didn't put it out this week." Like what? Come on, man. Whatever. No, they be doing it. <laughs> Not on Game of Thrones. It's when it starts, it's every week and then it ends. Like, it but um, I don't think we ever talked about us on any of our podcasts. Uh, oh, the movie Us? Yeah. yeah. Oh, we didn't. It? Yeah, I saw it. So I don't wanna go too too deep into it right now, considering we got the Avengers to cover and we really wanna get into that. But I kinda wanna get your opinion of what you thought about because I feel like it was a pretty di- divisive uh, movie from him. Oh, yeah. Well, one of the first things I said when I walked out of that movie was that this film may have been too smart for people. <laughs> like, I think he did things that were kind of over people's heads and for an entertainment point of view it's it's not gonna be as fully entertaining as one might expect from that that type of a genre film uh because it's so cerebral and like heavy like twisted like layers of of like cultural like he's literally uh referencing just like american society you know in, in in different layers throughout the whole film so i thought it was a very interesting actually take on it and um i actually kind of want to see it again just so i can like catch little things but um i don't know i i i enjoyed it and it's one of those films that you don't have to watch again but like 
they're little things that you kind of want to like see again or think about a little bit more because of this like motifs that they put that he put throughout the film so i don't know i appreciate little things like that that's interesting you say that because i think pretty much the exact opposite i think that people kind of ruined the movie for themselves by overthinking things Mm. and thinking everything had a meaning when i feel like in this movie way more than in get out he was not trying to have one strong overarching theme or message he was trying to get across. I think he was definitely had messages in there about, particularly about like the social dynamics in you know America, which yeah. I think is always at the core of a lot of his work. But I think it was a lot shallower than people were kind of trying to mm-hmm. say was there. And I think because people were trying to figure out the meanings for every little thing, even when I, I personally didn't think there was meanings for every little thing, mm-hmm. that it kind of ruined it to, for them. Because when you try to piece together all the meanings and try to figure out what this means, it, you, you're going to leave it from it having it make no sense, basically. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think certain I people overthought it. It was definitely made for just kind of the enjoyment factor. Like, I was able to just kind of turn off that part of myself and wasn't looking for all these deeper meanings once I kind of got the shallow understanding of what he was just kind of vaguely touching on and I just yeah. enjoyed it for what it was and it was just for me it was just an enjoyable movie because I think as a director he has a, a fucking phenomenal sense of just style like he's, yeah. he's one of the most stylistic directors out there right now definitely. and from a kind of aesthetic kind of standpoint he fucking nailed it and particularly yeah. when it came to the music like he fucking kills the soundtracks in every movie he's done so far mm-hmm. and i think this one is even better like the fact that he, the way he turned flipped uh i got five on it into like a horror theme was fucking brilliant yeah like, no that was swag i loved that i was like oh this is so lit like that, I got five on it. I love that part. That, and I like, think it was definitely more of a style <laughs> of over substance movie for me than but, like see, that's in one Shout, take it's on that the style. Movie. But I feel like there was more of a message. I feel like in in for me that's what I, in 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 part I feel like there are ways to approach the movie, and I think that's a way to approach the movie, and it's it's not uh, a bad way. I think that's the way everybody should probably approach the movie. Is sure. is is, is by taking it just as entertainment. But, like, certain details were very telling of, like, the social things. You know, like, the Hands Across America thing is a very strong theme. I mean, Because pretty... that was a real thing. But there was yeah, controversy I over felt, it. I felt like the things he was, the social aspects he was kind of talking about and alluding to were very in your face and on the surface that it was like, okay, I didn't really need to try to dig into it anymore. Like, right, I get it. But like how many people actually know about the Hands Across America thing at this age, and oh, that actually happening, and then the demographic of the people that were a part of it, and, and what I that barely, meant. I barely know the Hands Across America thing. I don't even well, that's what happened. I'm saying. That's why he's pointing. So that's what I mean. Is like him making something too smart is because he's pointing at it because no one knows that there was controversy over it because there was a lack of diversity. What I'm saying is there's a lot of things that have more meaning in the movie 
that seem that can seem to be casual details. That's that's what I mean. Is is that there's a lot of things that are specifically placed and specifically reiterated to look back at again because of yeah. I mean to relate to definitely... current society. So that's what I was saying. It's, it's, it's I mean, very it's an art piece. It's a basically it's an art piece, you know. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. it's definitely more aspects, particularly talking about you know classism in America, which was blatantly obvious with the people under and the people above, you know, and stuff like that. Like it's yeah. obvious what it was, the haves and the have-nots. But I just thought it was just so in your face that it, I didn't really feel like I needed to kind of dig into it anymore because in Get Out. He doesn't explicitly say what he's talking about, but I think people of color in particular picked up on a lot of the subliminal deeper meanings he was kind of alluding to about how people kind of look look at us and interact with us and kind yeah. of a sort of like liberal type of racism that mm-hmm. happens in this country. And I think he had left a lot of cues that certain people would pick up in particular and dig into, where in this one I felt like it was just more... It was just not there in that same type of depth or level to me. Yeah, no, I think I think what he did was not make the uh, mysterious part the front runner. I think looking at it as a surface movie makes the most sense because all the other things, like you said, are confusing and take away from just the enjoyment of watching yeah, them film. Try to like, oh, what do you mean by this or by this or by you're yeah, gonna like move for yeah. yourself because I don't really think he necessarily had reasons behind everything other than it just was a cool kind of thing to do you know um yeah like he even talked about like with the glove and the outfits they were wearing he just thought it was mm-hmm. a cool like look so he kind yeah. of did it people were trying to like imply all these deeper meanings to it when not even in his interviews like well it was just a cool look that i wanted to yeah. do yeah yeah no one of the interviews he was well one of the interviews was like you just made the easiest Halloween costume ever. Like, thank you. Like, <laughs> yeah, he was like, he was like, you could even go as yourself and, and, and be the, the regular you, like, uh, yeah. from us. And he's like, if yeah. you have twins, if you're a twin, then you're gold. Like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. That's going to be Halloween. I mean, I think he was just having more fun with this one than I think even on, like, Get Out, where he had a clear message I think he wanted to get across. And yeah. even the twist ending was blatantly obvious to me like I, oh yeah that was stupid like, obvious i knew the whole time but i wasn't sure how they were i was just waiting to see how they'd reveal it basically i was yeah, like how are they gonna tell kind us of, kind of like a wet wet moment like ah, that wasn't that great of a reveal to me but it is what it is right like i knew it was coming yeah so i wasn't like shocked by it but i was like yeah okay there it is mm-hmm. and it wasn't like terrifying or scary in any sort of way so it was just for me it was just more of the enjoying the stylistic approach that he took to the movie and it's uniquely his own style and his style is a joy to like really just behold from everything from the music to like his decisions in the like the visual department and stuff like that yeah but i mean for me it was a good movie not as Good as Get Out, but it was still good. I feel you. Back to some more news. Um, Beyonce released Homecoming with Netflix, which was Uh, kind of a documentary about, I guess, her now iconic uh, Coachella performance. 
Yeah. So I didn't really want to watch this. I don't know if you've seen it, but I I watched like twenty minutes of it before I was getting ready to pass out. I just needed something to put on. <laughs> now that I put that you on, I'm gonna I'm probably gonna asleep? finish it. I was like, it was on Netflix. It was like the day or two before. Is, it was. I was, I was are like, you oh, saying there. that Beyonce put you to sleep? Nah, I was saying she she kept me awake until I was ready to go to sleep. Uh, That's what I'm saying. I, I, you better be careful. You're you know, the beehive out there. Nah, I know for real. No, actually, that 20 minutes was spectacular. One of the things I said while I was sitting down watching the stuff was like, this is some Michael Jackson shit. I was like, this is some this is some legendary world performer, greatest of all time shit that, that they've captured. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Because these are separate performances that they've spliced and the dancers are so on point and the, the angles, it's crazy. Like, everybody was so on point that the way they spliced the film together, it, it was it looked like the same venue, but it was different venues. It was crazy. It was tight. Yeah, I think, I, like I said, I thought it was just going to kind of be a straight-up documentary of just the performance itself. But once I started seeing that, it was also about, like, her personal journey to that point and like mm-hmm. all the influences that made her make those choices in the show kind of made yeah. me a bit more interested in seeing it so i might get around to watching it some some yeah, point because i want to watch it more because um it's always interesting seeing her uh interact with just like her staff and stuff like that you know like how, how, yeah, how, I mean, how decisions are made behind the scenes and, and stuff like that so uh, She's a such a was... huge icon. You don't really get to see that kind of more personal side of her that much. Right. But, I mean, for those of you that have seen it, what do you guys think about it? Are you fans of Beyonce? And if you were, then I kind of already know how you feel about it. People are already kind of praising it as, like, this godly piece of work. But, you know, let us know in the comments down below, wherever wherever you, you know, watch us or listen to us. So we're going to get into some news that has been taken directly from the website. Because, um. you know, like we said a few weeks ago, we have started a new news category and we put out a lot of kind of interesting headlines and stuff to discuss there. So I like pulling directly from there. Um, Netflix is also doing another kind of documentary about kind of a concert, um, this time directed by Martin Scorsese. And it's a film about Bob Dylan's Rolling Thunder Review, which uh, was one of his concerts, I think, in 1995. Hmm. 95. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, Scorsese has done a couple of things already about about Dylan in particular. Yeah. So, just to see those two names together, like they're such big, iconic names that you kind of are already kind of pique your interest a little bit. Like, oh, I wonder what this is going to be about, you know? Right. So that'll be coming out uh, June twelfth. Okay. Mm. 
the, as you know, it is uh, the 25th anniversary, or not 25th anniversary, but the 25th 007 film has been talked about for a while. Uh, mm. It's titled Bond 25. I'm sure that's not going to be the final title. But they, yeah. they did uh, recently make a bunch of announcements about it. Obviously, Daniel Craig is back one more time, and I believe he has been in the mm. role the longest out of anybody. Yeah, but I thought they, he quit last time, but no. Uh, the reason that it's taken so long to come out is because they were kind of not sure if he was going to come back and do it again or if they're going to try mm. to find somebody else, and he decided he wanted to come back and be one last one. Yeah. Um, I'm not exactly sure how many he's been in, but it's been a good amount, and I'm pretty sure it's the most out of anybody. Four. Is this the fourth one? Maybe. I feel like I only three, and this will be the fourth. I don't know. I know. He's, all right, spot. It's Casino know, Royale. His first one was Casino Royale two. So it's been. The, I don't know if it's the most, but it's definitely the longest run. Mm-hmm. He did Casino Royale in two thousand six. So this would make a fourteen year run as 007. Oh yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, they announced that Rami Malik will also co-star in it, and he could be in. Mm. He could be the movie's uh, lead villain, and I could see him as a villain. Yeah, I was like, "Ooh, that'd be interesting." Yeah, definitely. That and sounds dope. With some writing help from Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who has done a bunch of other big stuff recently, so could mm. be could be dope. Um, yeah, it's been five years since Spectre. Oh, five, uh, five? Yeah, Damn. it's been a while. Um, Casino Royale is one of my favorite double set movies ever. Like that. Yeah, I love that one. Phenomenal. That's Casino Royale is lit. With, Quantum um, of Solace, not so much. But Spectre, was I think, lame. was pretty good. Uh, it was definitely back on the right track. Yeah. It's just interesting because, you know, The Last Mission Impossible... I think was the first time that I enjoyed a Mission Impossible movie more than any 007 film in recent memory. Oh, I know, right? And that was shocking because I was like, this was like a... That know, shit was so good. I was like... I was shocked that the was, writing actually worked and everything. Like It was like, this is like really good. This is a good one. Like, <laughs> the actors, everything was like fucking phenomenal. Yeah, like even like with the, the beginning and end, like the, saving the family, you know, like all of it was like perfect. So, I think it's time, you know, another Bond film. It'd be dope to see a new, new actor at this point, but one yeah. last ride for Daniel Craig. Well, I know one thing we'll get with the 007 is a new soundtrack. Who's gonna be the new? Um, who you think's gonna give Adele. us the new Please soundtrack? Please don't use Adele again. <laughs> uh, I really didn't like Adele or Sam Smith's version. I'm not gonna lie. I really didn't like Sam Smith. I I I enjoyed Odell's. I got it. I understood why they picked Adele that year. I was like, all right, yeah, I get it. Um, but Sam Smith, I was like, ah, somebody else could have. How about Georgia Smith? Oh, that'd be lit. That'd be lit. That'd be dope. Yeah, Georgia Smith. Hmm. Um. So next, uh, Stranger Things, as you know, is set to release soon. I believe in July. I'm not not really sure, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I could be the. I think it's the final season. I know they were talking about just doing three, but I'm not sure. 
But some other news relating to it was Charlie Kessler uh, laid down a lot of accusations, I think, last year or the year before um, about the Duffer brothers saying Mm. that they stole his idea uh, for Stranger Things, that he approached them with a kind of 80s type of sci-fi film like this or project TV series Mm. called The Mind. The Montauk Project, and it oh, is heard about just this. now going to court. So he will have his, he finally have his day in court on May sixth of this oh, okay. year. Hmm. And from the details, it doesn't really sound too good for the other parties, the defendants. Let's say mm-hmm. Netflix. Yeah. Um, because the working huh. title for one point of Stranger Things was The Montauk Project. Project. Yeah, which his. Uh, I think they had full like artwork and everything ready for it. Like I feel like I've seen it somewhere. Yeah, and the fact that he had pitched it to them in 2014 at a film festival <laughs> under the Montag project doesn't look too good for them. But we'll find out That's soon. Crazy. And if they, they did just outright kind of jack this shit from him, that'd be fucked up. And he oh, was yeah. he's going uh, to get a lot of money for that. Oh yeah, I mean they should they should give them there should be punitive damages for that. That's some bullshit. People shouldn't be allowed to do that. They should like definitely, but whatever. Yeah, if they did that. Hmm. But, but yeah, we'll find out soon enough. What's what? What is what? Mm-hmm. So an unfinished sort of sequel to Anthony Burgess's uh, a Clockwork Orange novel has just been found uh, amongst, I guess, a bunch of his papers. And I think it dates back to the 70s, and it was lost or thrown away at some point in the suburbs of Rome where he was living at the time. Huh. Okay. And, yeah, and for those that don't know, A Clockwork Orange was highly controversial film adaptation by one Stanley Kubrick. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So that's why it's kind of big news that they found a quasi kind of sequel to it, or unfinished sequel to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that film's crazy. It's Cult something. Classics. It's something for sure. Like, I don't know how I feel about it, to be honest with you. But. Fam, that shit is twisted. Bro, oh, I just had flashbacks of some weird shit. That movie's weird. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely something. It's something that it's you not, definitely just have to see. Like, it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. Let's just say at the time bro. when it came out, which I believe was the 70s, uh, it was banned. It was banned in UK, and I think it was taken down in the US because there were like some kind of copycat type of crimes going on and stuff. And Oh, yeah, there was like, well, because they were like a band of, Fucking guys like raping and chicks and like murdering people, doing whatever the fuck, like and it's causing chaos. Crazy story. Yeah, yeah. They called raping the old in and out, or no, this sex. They were just like the in out, the old in and out, or whatever it was. They said, yeah. I was like, that's crazy. But like in the movie, when they do it, instead, like the book, you know, is like you know twisted plot, but it's in paper. But when you're seeing it happen in the movie, it's just wild. Yeah. It's weird. It's 
What? It's out there. It's out yeah. There. That's why it's weird to see people do it. Everybody, you always see one person dressed up as the homie from Clockwork exactly. Orange at Halloween every year. Someone's always. I, mean, I could kind of see why, because it is so different than anything else out there. The story and the film itself, and the fact that it was Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. But it's. I think it's some people. It you either love it or you kind of hate it. Like it's no yeah. way in between. Definitely. Definitely. One of those type of films. Yeah, it was like on that experimental edge cuff, like it was like American New Wave, if there's such a thing. So I mean, I wonder if the sequel could lead to actual sequel kind of in the film, huh? That would be wild. Without Stanley, though. Are, do we want that? I don't know. I don't know if people are asking for that. Nah. <laughs> nah. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Who would do it? Nobody would do it. Nobody. Del Toro? Nobody. Nah. It's not his style. Yeah. But sticking with kind of older film, uh, a massive Charlie Chaplin archive is now available to the general public online. Um, mm-hmm. The Foundation Centeca di Bologna, the Bologna Film Library Foundation, has opened a special online Charlie Chaplin archive. And I believe it contains nearly 30,000 pieces of like his personal documents and images, and it's open to the public. So it's kind of a mm-hmm. big deal considering yeah, Charlie Chaplin, yeah. such an icon in film, and for them to get a collection that large and be that open for everybody. It's pretty dope yeah no that's crazy for people like because that's an archive that no one's ever been able to you know like for a legend anything from a legend that just comes out it's just like what you know because people have studied emulated you know research written papers about you know recreated in 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 new storylines and in movies and you know like made their own characters about this character kind of shit like that's legendary. So, like, to put more stuff for people that were, like, already obsessed, it's kind of mm-hmm. like, oh, shit. I mean, I checked out a little bit of it. It's definitely dope. It's definitely something, if you even, like, film even a little bit, you should check out just for kind of his historic value. hmm Definitely. Yeah, it's uh, like a museum online. Yeah. Basically. Speaking of kind of museums and exhibitions... Leonard Cohen's own self-approved exhibition is kicking off its international tour starting in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, the exhibits called Leonard Cohen, A Crack in Everything, originally debuted in Montreal in 2017 and featured 12 artists and 18 musicians from 10 countries. And now it's kind of taking its tour uh, all across the world, mm-hmm. starting in New York. And it'll remain in New York from April 12th until September 8, 2019. Mm-hmm. Well, that's dope. At the Jewish Museum. So. Oh, yeah, that's downtown. Yeah, that's tight. Yeah, and the fact that, you know, it was self-approved by the man himself is always kind of dope. Yeah, for sure, right? That's major. Because um, it's good to keep, like, you know, stuff like that alive and just... Art lives forever, man. Yeah, the art. That's what's tight about art, man. That's why, that's why we in here, you know, 
chopping it up because we're all interested in this creative just output. So that is it for our general news items uh, that I kind of want to touch on and talk about. For more kind of info and details, you should definitely head over to the site where we have much more on each uh, on a lot of the topics that we talked about. Um, and we have more coming pretty much every day. So definitely head on over there. But before we get into our full-on spoiler cast, uh, we kind of have to talk about this. I'm, I want to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Um, the Notre Dame Cathedral, uh, I'm sure you saw. Oh, yeah. Everybody saw it was all over the news and being live streamed. Uh, caught on fire, I think, last week. Um, and burned basically the roof to nothing. Um, yeah. And it is such an iconic, you know, building and piece of architecture, not only in France, but around the world. That's why it was such mm-hmm. a big deal. And I was actually there. Um, I was actually in Paris, maybe a couple of days before, you know, maybe mm-hmm. two days before it caught flames. And I mean, I've been lucky enough to have been able to see it multiple times throughout my life, um, inside and out. So. Mm-hmm. I kind of have some memories from that. And a lot of people have not had that chance, which kind of sucks. But what I want to talk about in particular is since it burned down, basically in the the following day, people donated, well, wealthy individuals and corporations, companies donated over $700 million. And I'm sure that mark is well over a billion by now, but within 24 hours, over seven hundred million dollars were donated to the cathedral and kind of restoring it. What do you think about that? <laughs> seven hundred million. I mean, you said it. Historic cathedral. <laughs> it's got world history. It's got. That's too much. You know, I've seen. The whole timeline was everyone who ever been there was posting pictures of them in front of it. Yeah, fam. I was like, okay. You know, like, all right. Like, why are you posting that? Like, everybody, hey. But, you know. uh, It's just crazy. I could definitely see that. Like, it's the the number. Just hearing it out loud sounds wild. Like, like if you ask me how much, I might guess, like, 200 million. Seven, nearly a billion in 24 hours. Yeah. For a building. Yeah. I'll be an historic one, but a building. Yeah. But then you say it, then I'm just like, but then it makes me think like, oh, that must have been one of the, that's the one percenters like sliding oh, something over. Percent. People were you know? donating that weren't even from France. So. Yeah. It was like, I bet you, I bet you like, like, like major percentages of it like five percent came from one donor you know like a one, big ass... i think two donors donated 200 million a piece and one donated yeah. like 100 million 50 million and yeah it's like all right well and they can write it off they might even get it back because of that how rich they are that's what's crazy the, the way they could slide it around and, and make make things that Oh, that's wild. But it makes sense. 
I mean, it's legendary shit. It's a building that, like... But that's the problem, see? Because, like, if there was a different kind... Like, what other buildings... Like, how many <clears> different buildings? Um, the black churches that were burned down in the South? The same yeah. Bam. That's the exact same thing I said. I told somebody. I was like... Well, everybody's talking about this. But I was like, I haven't heard anything about the churches. There's, like, three churches were burned down by a dude in... Uh, uh, was it Carolina? No. Or, Maybe or, Virginia. Virginia? Oh, man, I Maybe forgot. Yeah, I don't remember exactly. I'm going to look that up. But I was just, I just remember being mad because I found that news out. And then I just only saw the Notre Dame thing. And I was like, that's a fire across the sea. That's across the pond. I was like, I was like, there's there's in-home terrorism happening with, with churches, several churches being burnt to the ground <laughs> and and you want to talk about the church across the pond that that is basically clickbait right now like at this point like okay so my initial thoughts after seeing that first were oh that's cool and then my initial reaction after that initial reaction was <laughs> a sense of disgust um <laughs> yeah i get it look i get it it's historic it's been around for hundreds of years. It is, uh, you know, iconic for not only France, but, you know, Catholicism oh. and architecture. Yeah. But at the end of the day, uh, I believe it is still a building. Um, right. And the fact that, it, and the fact that within less than 24 hours, Somehow people were able to raise seven hundred million for this building while there's mm-hmm. so many other things of crucial importance and dire need that can't even get sent. It's kind of disgusting to me. And it kind of epitomizes just how out of touch people are with what you know the real world is. And I get it again. Yeah. It's iconic. But if you drive even 30 minutes down outside of, you know, there and kind of towards leaving Paris, you will see a gigantic uh, encampment of tents and homeless people living under, you know, the freeway bridges. And yeah. it's just such a weird fucking dichotomy because at the same time in France every Saturday for like the past I don't even know how many weeks maybe 18 or some shit like that mm. there have been public protests in the streets of the so-called yellow jackets about many things with the government and, mm-hmm. and shit and the fact that the president of France was supposed to kind of have a press conference talking about those issues that have been raised uh, by yeah. this group and the citizens of France that he conveniently had, you know, he conveniently postponed uh, that that press conference to make a press conference about the cathedral <laughs> was kind of like a sick joke yeah. to me because like people are talking about real issues and real shit mm-hmm. that's going on and real problems. And then you get a building, uh, albeit a historic building, catches fire and its roof burns down. And instead of talking about those issues, you switch to talk about 
a building. And it's like Yeah, but it's a it's a religious building. Okay. That's owned probably by the richest religion in the world. Uh yeah. <laughs> in yeah. one of the richest countries in the world. Like Yeah. I don't really think they needed the donations. I'm just saying. But to oh, me, yeah, no, just, they didn't. It was just like darkly humorous because of course. Like, of course, they would be able to find all this money for this when they can't even solve any of the other issues, real issues, or even care to talk about any of the real issues. And, of course, he would have a press conference about it that would push out uh, this previously planned press conference about the real shit that people wanted to talk about. But I just, I mean... I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't think there's a conspiracy behind it, but I just definitely think it was just <laughs> just a gigantic, you know, representation of kind of where we are as a society and what's important, really, when people, you know, mm-hmm. want to talk about. And these are people you say religious. Okay, you say religious now, right? Yeah. So if they're religious people and they're giving back to the church, okay, that's cool, but. Why weren't you giving back to all these other issues when you are a religious person? Because I'm pretty sure a building is not at the core of a religion. But whatever. That's just me personally. Yeah, yeah I feel you on that. You know, rich people got a different type of um, value system. <laughs> oh, we have, as people, have a fucked up well, value yeah. system. I mean... Social media is proof of that, you know. <laughs> Our values are completely self-absorbed and only with, like, I don't know, it's just crazy, the sensationalism of it. It's definitely 700 million <laughs> a overnight is a wild. That sounds, that sounds nuts. A billion now. Yeah, a billion. They couldn't do that in America for Hurricane Katrina. Or Flint or, or anything. Flint. Flint still doesn't have clean water right now. Priorities. 2019. I always say give them a chance they will show you what their real priorities are. And yes. I don't know. Like I said, it's just it was just kind of a disgusting sight for me in terms of seeing it burn and then in terms of seeing they put the know, money the up because response. they want their name on a plaque. On the new joint. So I can say the Rothschild wing or like, you know. I hope, bro, I hope if they do that, I think it's going to lose a lot of its intrinsic value. Particularly with me. Well, it doesn't have the age anymore. So even if they rebuild it, it'll never feel the well, same. Well, it's just the roof, honestly. Yeah. The towers are fine. The outside's fine. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it was just like, uh, I get it from an artistic standpoint. It always yeah. sucks to lose a piece of something, you know, that important from that kind of artistic type of standpoint. But at the end of the day, it's still just a fucking building. Yeah. Thanks. But that was my little rant about it. Uh, what did you guys think about it? Um, did you get a chance to see the Notre Dame before, you know, it's this fire? 
What do you think about the outpouring that happened immediately after? Um, what do you think that says about us and kind of as a society? Let us know in the comments wherever you, uh, you know, watch us or listen to us. Um, so, yeah. Now that that is all out the way, let's get to the main event again. We are going it into is time. spoilers about Avengers Endgame. So if you have not seen it yet and do not yes. want to have shit spoiled, skip this part and come back later after oh, you've yes. seen it. So, initial thoughts. Avengers Endgame. Well, I knew it was the Endgame, so basically I was just like, all right. <laughs> how are they gonna how, how are they getting everybody back how are they gonna beat Thanos how are they gonna get everybody back <laughs> did it answer those questions satisfyingly for you uh I'm satisfied honestly I feel like I'm satisfied I don't think at first I was I was a little unsure in the beginning I was like I don't know it felt like I don't know, it just felt strange. Because, like, once they eliminated the villain... Here's a spoiler. <laughs> Actually, so a spoiler cast. Uh, I'm jumping right the scene you're talking the about. All right, so Thanos... The scene, yeah, the scene you're talking about is they find Thanos after he snapped. Um, they track him down, the remaining kind of Avengers and heroes, and they kill him. They straight up kill him. Thor chops his wolves. Who chops his arm off? Somebody chops, chops his arm off. off his arm off. I think Thor chops his arm off. Yeah, Thor had a lot of anger to get out. So he chopped his arm off, and then he eventually chops his head off once he reveals that he used the Infinity Stones to destroy the Infinity Stones. Because yeah. they basically tracked him because he used the Infinity Stones. <laughs> they Back. found the energy pulse, so they went to yes. that planet, and... Thanos picking farmer. veggies and fruit yes. in in the garden, like <laughs> putting seasoning on his fucking food, like, and then they they jumped in and and killed him. But Thor, that was a lit scene though. Thor was like, they're like, what did you do? He was like, I went for the head, like, cause <laughs> that's what yes. Thor told him. That, like when he said, like, went for the went. head. Yeah. I thought that. Um. Was- okay, so the opening part for me, I think the best part about it was that. Somehow we're able to make it feel and seem like everything was really hopeless. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, I was expecting him to kind of go right back into the oh, there's hope again. We we mm-hmm. figured it out, you know, like right away. But they yeah. kind of held off on that, even going so far as like having five years after the fact. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was pretty shocked. And. It felt very adult, like yeah. I, I, for for comic book film compared to some of their other efforts with like Guardians it was of the Galaxy and stuff. Dark and bleak opening, like it was. I was really like, hmm. Once that they was like opening. that, and once he really said like I destroyed the stones, I was really kind of like, damn. How the fuck are they going to fix this now? You know, I was really like, I wasn't really entirely sure how they were going to actually solve the problem. I think that was the best part of the opening for me is that they really somehow managed to capture that feeling of hopelessness, even though you know it's a superhero movie and you know that eventually they're going to win, but you don't really know how and it doesn't seem possible at the time. Right. Yeah. It was crazy. Like, 
because that part really showed how serious they were gonna be. It kind of set the tone, like, yo, this is serious. Like, Please, <laughs> you yeah. know, like, like this ain't this ain't just about action, y'all. But it, it was it was such a. I think it this the movie had a very good balance of action and uh like drama, you know, and comedy. Like that's and the, comedy. There honestly, was a, that's one of my favorite things about Infinity War. And this is that even with all the stakes, with all the heroes and characters and all the melodrama going on, they still somehow managed to like effortlessly put in like comedic scenes that don't feel forced. But they put it in the perfect times too. Like yeah. right when it felt like it was gonna be too sad, they brought it back up. Like, you know, like I was like, <laughs> ooh, people are gonna be crying right now. And then like it switched over into like, you know, some somehow a nice like humorous like, you know, thing happened. It was just like people don't get just how hard that is to do. Not only in a movie, but in a movie as fucking big as the Avengers with that many differing characters and personalities and you know overhanging you know the red like it's it's insane that they were able to pull off and i still like in awe that they're even able to pull like these last two moves off and if you have no idea just how hard it is to pull Man, off this, even tone, this last movie like yeah. both of these movies it's ridiculous this is like it's it's i haven't seen anything like this since maybe the matrix like, Matrix had a ton of issues, but with it tone. didn't have the it didn't have the universe, you know. It didn't have other casts. Yeah, from other they didn't have to juggle like thirty different characters with different personalities, different backstories, different you know motives, make, and then make still sense, make it dramatic yet funny at the same time. Yeah. What serious? Like, yeah. if you don't realize how hard that is to do, just go watch Justice League. Oh, I was just shitting Wait. on that, man. <laughs> They don't oh. do it well at all. Like all the comedic moments in there feel so fucking forced. Yeah, it's crazy. Dang, Justice League. That's so upsetting. I really wanted to like that movie. <laughs> I don't hate it, but it's just like, man, the tone is fucking off throughout the entirety of the movie. Yeah, it's not good. But they there's great action uh, moments. The Superman is amazing. Superman in Justice League is crazy. I love it, but. They do not do comedy and lightheartedness well in no, the DC. Yeah, they don't. But I sometimes digress. they don't get the seriousness all that right either. Um, that's you know there. Back to you know. Back to the good one. Um, yeah, so like I said, just the fact that they were able to juggle the tone of everything in this one, I think maybe even better. In, in Infinity War was uh, pretty incredible to me. Yeah, I think it was better. I think that there was a little bit more seriousness in even just the actors that were like doing stuff, you know, like and I think because Infinity War was like setting this movie up, that it like, it kind of makes sense that this movie is a little bit better, to me at least. Mm. I feel like it's a little bit better. There was one. There's one part that lets me down, though. One character. Well, Bruce Banner, the Hulk. Yeah, I wasn't really sure how I felt about 
Fam, he got saved by Ant-Man at the end. Ant-Man saved the Hulk, fam? Yeah. That was the moment where the Hulk should have done something and they could have made him who he's supposed to be. But they made Ant-Man get big and save his life. Right. So in Infinity War, you basically don't get the Hulk at all. Um, Except for the opening scene where he gets his ass whooped. (laughs) So then in this one, I was really kind of expecting to see him really kind of Hulk out and kind of make up for his absence in Infinity War. Yeah. But because I mean it was cool to see. All right, so it was cool to see that it was Banner cool. And Hulk kind of figured out their issues and they were able to like meld the best parts of each one, you know what I'm saying? Into one. Yeah, like the merge Hulk. and be a Hulk. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but god damn it, I wanted to see him Hulk out like and For suck real. shit up. And you don't really get to see that. At all. Yeah, at all. It was crazy. Like, he was making fun of himself hulking out. Like, <laughs> like yeah, it was funny, but goddamn, that's what I want to see. Like, yeah, I was like, nah, fam, really destroy it, though. <laughs> like, throwing a bench because you're sad is not the action I'm looking for from the Hulk. Nah, right. I was like, that was weak. That yeah. was weak. And he barely threw it, and he just felt super underpowered compared to what we've seen from him before. And I was I was pretty disappointed by it. I'm not gonna lie. Like I was like, God damn it! I want to see the Hulk fuck some shit up. This is, might be the last time we really get to see him do this. Tell me, how's the Koye getting more action in in every fight scene? Right, even Hulk? in the end, she fucking yeah, Koye was fucking shit up, bro. And then the Hulk he can't do anything. I I, I I dead ass barely remember what the Hulk did in the end fight scene. He got saved by Ant Man. No, he got saved in the building. Yeah. I mean, an actual battle between, you know, everybody. In the actual battle? Yeah. Um, I'll punch a couple things. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Punch yeah, like, things. do you remember how cool it was to see the Hulk fuck shit up in Avengers? Like, the first one? Yeah, because he couldn't be stopped. He was the Hulk. Yes. Was the Hulk. Yeah, like that was the hope. That's what we wanted to see finally on screen, in the right way for a long fucking time, and they nailed it so perfectly in the first one. And then to see them kind of go out with a whimper in this one, agree with you, was disappointing. Like I liked him as a character because I do actually like Mark Ruffalo. No, I like Mark Ruffalo, but this proves he'll never have his own movie. They're not gonna make a Hulk with him. because obviously there's issues with uh, Warner Brothers, I think it's Warner, or maybe Universal that actually owns the Hulk's right. Hulk is still only being loaned out, by the way. Um, okay. That's why there is yeah, no stand for him. But yeah, like to see him go out with the whimper in this last kind of phase sucked. I want to see him Hulk yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. I know we got a lot of that in Ragnarok, but come on. Fam, and then, and then, he had an arm brace on? I mean, he also did use the gauntlet. So I kind of understood that. If yeah, but Thanos, Thanos never needed a gauntlet. Thanos, Thanos used the glo- Yeah, but he used the glove twice. Thanos is <laughs> technically... Str- str- uh, he's initially stronger than the Hulk, I'm pretty sure. 
Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. He 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 never arm brace. He was picking vegetables and sprinkling fucking his seasoning on his fucking. breakfast. It, it was. He was limping. He was definitely injured. They showed him walking up, like, kind of fucked up from, Dude, like, fuck. yeah. It's just, come on, bro. Like, this is our last, this might be our last chance. Like, what? Why? <laughs> I was just saying, all they did was make him look weak the whole time. And, like, and Super weak. He was, like, that. basically the comedy relief. He was one of the comedy elements. It was Tim and, and Thor in, like, Ragnarok. It was basically, like, a worse Ragnarok. Like yeah, well yeah. not you know that thing that's what they brought was that that's Straight what they comedy. were even Thor they under all right I'm gonna get Thor in a Thor. second but I just want to say one last thing about Hulk like yeah <laughs> when they when I when you see that they kind of merged into one perfect Hulk where you have the best of Bruce Banner's smarts and then you have Hulk's physical powers you were expecting to see Hulk on another fucking level yeah, you've like, ever seen amp before you, up. you should be better than ever like he should be the best fighting fucking machine ever seen because now he's not just a mindless beast and but he can control the power and he's fucking intelligent as hell like yeah. oh it sucks so, yeah, right. that was my biggest that was my biggest yeah, gripe that, that sucks i kind of <laughs> overlooked it because the rest the other scenes were so it was easy good. to overlook so much was happening but, but when i thought about it i was, it, was like, I was like man, damn it, there wasn't enough hulk in that shit yeah, nah, I was pissed. But there wasn't hope, really. It was just Bruce Banner and as a big green guy. Like, might have just, yeah, it was basically the last movie, except he looked green this time. <laughs> when uh, he was, a, yeah, that was disappointing. He might as well have been Hulk in the Hulk suit, like the like machine Iron Man suit. He could have done that. I mean, he's not dead, so yeah, he's not dead. And then the whole dead thing. There's some loopholes. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna get to the loopholes. We're gonna talk about more good shit first. Well, I want to talk about Thor. He sucked okay. too, for the most part. Yeah, the the moments of, okay. So th- there was definitely fucking pure comedy when he first showed up and he had the beer gut going and all that shit. I was like, like, is this for real? Comedy. I'm not gonna lie. I was dying. Yeah. But you got, they we got beer on the off. ship. He's like, what kind? Like. What the fuck? <laughs> Playing Fortnite, yeah, all right, yeah, that shit was funny, okay. Playing Fortnite, yeah. But then they dragged it on way too long, like, yeah. He's like whimpering and crying and shit. Asgard, when they were like, the whole scene of Asgard sucked, and yeah, uh, like they must not must not have had um Natalie Portman because there was no real interaction. Well, that's what I was wondering. But they kept writing it off. Like I haven't seen that one in a long time. She was in that one scene, but it looks like it looked like leftover footage. Like, like it didn't really feel like they had her actually on set doing anything. But they said um, I heard she was at the red carpet for the premiere. Yeah, but uh, I'm just trying to figure out why. That's weird. Like, why would she go to the premiere? Like, I'm so confused. I feel like there's they this whole time ever since that one movie they've kind of. Act been trying to act like she never really existed. Just a little yeah. mention here, not really. Exactly. You know, and I thought that we were gonna actually get some type of closure there. Like he was actually gonna kind of talk to her, but no, he was acting like a bitch. He's a god of thunder, who willing to fight anybody at any fucking time. I get it. You're destroyed. Like, why are you still sad? You cut off his head, and I was like, fam, nobody on earth 
like all your people were dead like before he killed everybody. You know, mm-hmm. like oh, already fucked before he they came along. Yeah, I'm like, what are you the saddest for? Like, why are I, you I, drunk? I'm mean, not you're upset you failed. That doesn't you know whatever. But to, they drugged that shit out way too much. Like yeah. they played it up way too much, and he didn't really even snap into form until like the very end. The very end. But that even that was mostly cap. Yeah. So. Hulk but one and- good thing I will say though with Thor. One good thing that came out of this was kind of going along with the comedy relief with is the Guardians of the Galaxy shit and the mm-hmm. potential for yeah, yeah. that. That's definitely going to be a movie. They're definitely going to do. Kind of, it felt like, damn, is he going to be in the Guardians now? Like, what's going well, on? That's actually that's a real comic. There's a comic called the As Guardians. It was a so, real, actual segue comic. But, so they might make a movie. I don't know, with I don't know, contract, I don't know contract details with them, but I would watch that shit. No, I would watch that shit. That looks exciting. That looks like part of Phase Four. I feel like they were they were trying to set that up for one of their Phase Four movies. I Does think that, that might happen. Between them and like Quill and like Rocket uh, is fucking brilliant. That sounds so sick, right? With yeah. fucking Groot there. No, who's in charge? I I'm in charge, right? Yeah. <laughs> that shit was funny, bro. Like, uh, like, that yeah, was lit. Like, yeah, yeah nah, so like if they do that, I'm I'm with that comedy with release. That, that shit, makes yeah, sense. Sure. I love that. Yeah. So like Only I'm not thing, shitting right. on it. So like there's some like some hope in it, but like yeah. Only like thing said, it's heavy. I am kind of concerned about what Guardians is I don't really want to see Peter Quill have the woo Gamora all over again. Well, you're gonna have to. <laughs> that's that's basically what they told us was gonna happen. Because surprise, yeah. surprise, Gamora is back. They didn't save her. She just came from the back past. In the past. And, all right, so all right. <laughs> so one of my main confusing parts about the whole uh-huh. Endgame shit is with the time shit. Okay, so time travel is always a very tricky thing in movies and it never makes sense and here it still doesn't make any fucking sense and they tried to like really simplify it where they're saying all the, basically all movie time travel is basically back to the future based yeah where anything you do in the past affects the future directly and i guess kind of what i took away is them saying that that's not true um it just kind of but then they literally did the back to the future formula yeah, so they did go back. But, think about the tesseracts, and then like. But it didn't change anything in their in the in the present though. Gamora and the um uh a nebula. That's what changed the future. They oh they came nebula. To the yeah, but nebula them but going. Here's what I'm in, saying. The, nebula the, being in the past here changed is the why future. I'm confused. I, I know. I know so why they made it. That was the Back to the Future thing. They made the, look. They made. They made. They made it that way because if they were following the Back to the Future logic, if they were, if they took something as important as like the Tesseract from the past, yeah. that would change every single movie and every single event leading up to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
so the fact that you can just fuck around in the past and do whatever you want and have no consequences in the present, I think was kind of a cop out for sure. And there's it's just so many fuzzy moments dealing with time in this movie that left me kind of scratching my head. Like, how the fuck is that possible? Yeah. Nebula Nebula killed herself, her past self. Nebula killed her past self. And then I was looking like, is she going to disappear? She's going to die. I dead ass thought a hole was going to appear in the shit. I was like, oh, she's yeah. And nothing. Nah, I'm I'm good. I'm good. Like okay, all right. I still don't get the time. So then it goes back to what they were saying. So then they tried to prove themselves right with saying that um, uh, changing the past won't affect their future. I just because it's already happened, so it's technically their past. It was it was a cop out. It was a way for them to do whatever the fuck they wanted to. Well, because that's what I was saying. I was like, because then I was talking about like they needed those like like what is it like the 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 pips or whatever particles. What's his name? Pen particles. So I was like, if that's the only way, I was like, how is Cap supposed to drop them all off? I don't understand how he travels. Yeah. So that brought me to like my final kind of like what the fuck, Cap. He stays behind and he stays with Carter. And he reappears as like this really old fucking guy, like basically to pass the torch and retire from filming his role as Captain America. Basically, okay, it was a nice little touch, you know, passing the torch to Falcon, which he does in the comics. That was canon. That was canon. And he definitely gets, you know, his happy ending because he got to spend a lifetime with Agent Carter. But that dance that he said he owed her. They showed that scene of them dancing. Yeah, they be planting little Easter eggs in there. Like, yo, remember that? Like, <laughs> but again, it's just confusing because logic, at least the movie logic that we've all basically been built upon, you know, believing when it comes to time, would suggest that him doing that staying behind would change fucking everything. Yeah, so they wouldn't be at that point with everything that happened and yes. him actually be there. Yeah. So how could he be there if it was an alternate timeline? It's just like fucking mind blowing. You just kind of try to figure it out. Yeah. Like it just no, that was the weirdest part. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Any There's no sense. way he could live to be old in everything derived the, the way. But the reason, but see that here it is again that because make sense it already though. happened. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like I don't give a fuck. But because they said they can't. Changing the past won't affect their future because their future that was already the past. He was already his young self in that future, so you can't they they couldn't erase that, which made no sense. Because then he went on to say, if we bring back the stones in the same spots, it'll erase these other timelines. That's what I'm saying. Because then they're like, oh, if you touch a stone, they're just gonna create havoc in the timelines. And all right, but and you bring them back and it fixes everything. But then Cap fucking stayed behind forever, like. He's just as important as an Infinity Stone, if not more. That was weird. That was weird. That was weird. That, shit, that shit really just, that was real, real shaky to me. Like, their explanation, <laughs> their whole time shit. It was real. I mean, it was fun. Don't get me wrong. It was fun. But just shaky as fuck. Like, when you really start to think about it, it's like, mm, that yeah. was, that was shaky at best. But the, what uh, they were doing was having fun. They kept referencing a bunch of shit. Like, yeah. when they referenced the Beatles and, like, like you know, like the 
Yeah, the like the Beatles, like the Yellow Submarine is like it, there's there's like a, a part where they like go through time, like in in a. I mean, in, like in, like in, I said, it was really fun, even though it didn't make sense. And for me, the one of the best parts of the whole movie is that it was just pure homage to the whole entire MCU. It was like a giant love letter to everything, all the movies that came before. You know, there's so many callbacks. Forty percent Iron Man, though. Yeah, so I, well, you know why? Because they yeah. killed. Yeah. Then, so dark guys but okay before we get there but like i'm saying like there was a ton of callbacks to the old movies to the old yeah. events, the old characters and it was just like a giant love letter to the entire well MC. even with the hulk when he did the glove thing and he said he could take it that's like kind of how he got his powers when he said he could like they were doing some tests or something in one of the movies i don't remember which one the one that i feel like they care about Hulk already had his powers and no, Avengers. but Bruce Banner. I'm saying the Bruce Banner, like how Bruce Banner became the Hulk. I there think there was some beer explosion and he was bombarded with gamma rays. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Something happened. I don't know. All Something right. happened. That oh, that's a comic. That's comic. Nah, not in the MCU. No, this is this the callbacks were specifically to the MCU, not the comic books. There was a ton of flashbacks. They even go back and see. They literally go back to the old scenes in the other yeah. movies and like fuck around in those areas. And it was kind of just waste. Oh, that was weird up. too. Wasn't that crazy? So where's Loki? Dead. <laughs> but the Tesseract when he disappeared in the past. Right. Right. Loki dips. He dipped. That doesn't change anything though. Remember. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, they're just gonna, all right. Yeah, yeah they never did explain that one. No, no. they just let it ride. Like, they yeah, said, nah, fuck it. We're gonna go back even farther. We're gonna, yeah, we're just gonna get the Tesseract in a different timeline. Fuck it. Like, yeah. Like, Again, that time shit was fluky. Oh, that my. was weird, man. I was like, all right, all right. Loki's in and out. Word. Yeah, so we're just gonna let him just escape with that? Oh, okay. <laughs> Whatever, whatever, bro. I'm, uh, yeah, yeah, just, just enjoy it. The basic of this saying, just enjoy this. We're gonna take you back so you yeah, can meet yeah. Tony Stark's father. Um, oh yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just liked it because it was a giant homage to the MCU, which is over like basically twenty plus movies done something mind-boggling, something you'd consider impossible and. Showing so much love to the characters and to the actors that played them and to the past films. And Never that been done. Was Never amazing. Been. The whole middle act was basically a giant love letter to the MCU. Paying homage yeah, to what came sure. up. Oh, so man, I like, we got I like that part last, of it. I think that's the last time we're going to see Stanley cameo. Mm-hmm. Nah, he'll cameo in other ways. He'll use his picture. They'll use some CGI. Yeah, I don't know if they'll rotoscope for sure, but word was that. Well, that was the last one he 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 was on set for to to do for a film. I'm sure that's the last time they'll find a way for Stan to be still Real in there. But I mean, it was just cool. All the homages were fucking amazing, and the whole middle. Like I said the whole middle act was basically just. 
them paying homage to everything that came before. The first opening act was establishing that hopelessness. And of course, Ant-Man coming back was kind of the key. And I, I knew it was going to be. I knew they were going to kind of use the quantum realm to yeah. kind of fix everything. Um, so it's cool that they really introduced the quantum realm even more as like a major aspect in, mm-hmm. you know, the MCU. It opens up a lot of potential, also a lot of fucking problems, but a lot of potential. Oh, yeah. A lot of potential, but a lot of problems. <laughs> it's so easy to just do. Um, so if any problem pops up, why don't you just hop in the quantum realm? Quantum realm. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool, but God, that's going to create a lot of issues that they're going to have to kind of deal with. Um, mm-hmm. So let's talk some character deaths. Um, <laughs> do you think Black Widow's really gone? Ah, uh, see, that's the thing. Because, see, that's the thing. Because she can't be really gone if Gamora is, if they could just bring Gamora back from wherever. Ah, that's what yeah, I'm saying. So, so, so they, could, they could technically still have a Black Widow if they really want to, I feel like. They could technically still have a Tony Stark. This is the problem with a lot of shit that's created. <laughs> Why not just go back? I mean, you see, Gamora's here. She just popped up from the past and just walking around freely. Real. No issues. Do those timelines just erase then? So I could go back and grab anybody? What? See, that makes no sense. A lot of like, problems what if, with what if I? What if I, like, just go back to every timeline and, and just grab myself from, like, five minutes from every year? Like, five minutes apart. Right. But then I just have a thousand of me's from it's, five minutes apart in one, in bro, one timeline. They cause a lot of problems. Uh, now I didn't even think about it more. They cause a lot of problems. Real, that like blew my, now I'm thinking about it even more. It's just like, whoa, that's okay. You guys didn't explain so anything. Gamora is here. So I thought I thought they're gonna actually save Gamora somehow from like all right. So here's my theory is that yes. Well, what if she's not your, there? Here's my here's my theory from her dying. Yes, you have to die and uh, give up your soul to get the soul stone. But there's such thing as the soul world. So I don't really think that you die. You just kind yeah, of... the realm. Yeah, it's there. I'm get sure. transferred to the soul realm. And and not spoiler because I'm, I thought they were going to introduce him, but they didn't. There's Adam Warlock in the comic books who comes from the soul realm and even manifests himself out of the soul realm. So I know it's possible to leave the soul realm and rejoin the real kind of realm or the realm that you know that we all know mm-hmm. so i really thought they're going to somehow kind of break her out of there and bring her back but they didn't do it that way and they just brought her back from the past which yeah. was like okay then just bring tony stark from the fucking past like i just don't get it now like what's the yeah. rules here yeah i don't know it's weird yeah, I don't know. But what what it seems like is because they are going to do a Black Widow movie. movie but it's going to be before. It's so. going to be a prequel. So origins. I feel like they're going to have to do more than one. I feel like it's going to do well. They're going to have to bring her back some way. And they're gonna have, for that, I think they're going to have to introduce Adam Warlock again. Yeah. But yeah. how many more movies is Scarlet on for? That's a big question right there. I don't know. That's interesting. 
I don't know. But that was an interesting little um, exchange, though, to get to that point when she did die, though. Yeah. I think they played it out the only way they could. Yeah, they really wanted to show that kind of connection between those two. I mean, you knew it kind of from the first Avengers, but they really didn't touch on that anymore since then. So they kind of tried to reestablish that, hey, like they're really, really close. Um, Yeah. Well, even in the first Avengers, uh, Black Widow says she kind of owes Hawkeye anyway. I kind of missed. I kind of missed Hawkeye. Yeah, right? I kind of like getting the Avengers shit up in the beginning. Him. I kind of missed him, bro. He's, he's kind of a badass here. He definitely was kind of a badass here. I like. I kind of missed him. Definitely. But I mean, I think she's gonna come back. I honestly do. Um, somehow, some way, because yeah. even they said it at the end. I miss her. It kind of felt like an open ending. Kind of, I miss her. Not like mm-hmm. she's gone, gone. And uh, they said she knows, like, there's, like, I, I just want to tell her, like, we, we won or something. Yeah, like, yeah, she knows. Yeah. So it felt a little bit open-ended. Um, You know, death in comic books is always iffy. She said they both know. She said she knows. They both know. I think she was talking about two people. Uh, The Scarlet Witch said yeah, that. Yeah, Vision. Yeah. Damn. Did they even show Vision at all? It's either Vision. She could have been talking about Gamora, but I feel like it have to no, be Vision. Right? She's talking about Vision. She don't know Gamora. She's talking about Vision. Yeah. Damn. I think about it. I don't think Vision was in this shit at all. No, not once. Not even an image. No. Or like a flashback think. kind of callback. There was a flashback, but it was just a, a re. It was just a. It was the same footage. Damn. To show the moment. When really they needed the Yeah, they did. They didn't like give him any I mean, parts. they should because they really fucked his character up in the cinematic universe. But yeah, because Vision's like legendary. She shit. didn't touch that shit at all. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, um, I was like he's powerful as fuck. Like, why didn't they? You know. Yeah, they made him look like a bitch in the last one. Yeah, they did. Damn. So yeah, um, there were a couple other deaths. Right? Outside of um, Tony. I want to say Tony for the last. I know Black Widow died. Well, I think we basically confirmed that Loki's gone. Um, yeah. Um, anybody who died that wasn't part of the snap, is, I think, assumed dead, dead. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of weird because I was a little bit confused. Just some of the stuff. Like I said, it's confusing. Um, but hmm, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I can't really think. Let us know uh, if anybody else major died along the way before Tony. But let's just talk about Tony, okay? So this was the big, big obviously, moment that they've been building up to for so long since basically he set off the whole MCU. Um, And he was so crucial to not only the franchise and the universe, but just to superhero films in general. He was the perfect embodiment of fucking Tony Stark and 
you don't really know where Donnie ends and he begins. So it was just his whole run has been amazing. Um, mm-hmm. I was I wasn't sure if it was going to be him or Captain who sacrificed himself because to me I really thought it was going to be Captain America, but looking back, you know they kind of alluded to it, saying that you know I just can't die on this one and yeah gave him all these basically con- conclusions to like his story with the family and the daughter and everything and mm-hmm. they kind of wrapped everything up before the fact so it was kind of yeah they almost made us because it felt like he died in that scene when he's in the ship for a second yeah. i was like did he just die like and then, <laughs> captain marvel saves him and i guess it only makes sense it would come full circle because he's the one that sacrificed himself in the first one and he and he proved Captain up. wrong because Cap said he's not the guy to make the sacrifice. But... Right. I mean, it kind of it kind of made sense, but yeah. I, I was just thinking more comic book lines, and definitely would have been Cap who would have died probably. Um, mm-hmm. he still is the heart and soul of you know the whole Avengers. Yeah. But I guess he didn't get his conclusion until after the fact. So I guess yeah. that kind of makes sense. But what'd you he think about Thor's hammer? That he dies. Oh, we're gonna get to that. Yeah. <laughs> what'd, what'd you think about you know Tony Stark's death and how they played it up and? How they... Oh man, it was brilliant. I think that 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 moment because I was like, oh shit, there's no way that they just lost again. Like because like th- they yeah, he's about to snap his finger. Yeah. Yeah, and then nothing happened. I was like, what? And then he had the thing on his head. I was like, yes, Tony. He's like, I'm, I'm he Iron Man. Stones? I don't know, but yeah. Oh, because he programmed that. Remember, he was, he was. that's how they were trying to do it before. Because the uh, goblet was destroyed or whatever. They didn't have the hand. Oh, yeah, so he yeah, built yeah. the machine the yeah, yeah, to yeah, harness right. the power. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, he right. had it already ready to go. So he just took it. He, used, he basically just had it do it. Yeah. So that's how that worked. Cause I remember that. So then I was like, "Oh shit!" But then when he did it, I thought he was just gonna die immediately. They let him live a little bit longer than I thought he would. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, I get the final goodbye. You know? Because well, everybody else that touched the Infinity Stone blew up before right. that. So like, they just kind of like made it seem like. I mean, unless they're saying the suit kind of channeled the power a little bit. Yeah. I don't Which kind of makes sense because how else would he be able to go up against basically fucking gods in a suit? You know. Yeah. But I mean, I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was a fantastic wrap to just his entire run and, you know, his whole story. That he would be the one after all this to make the ultimate sacrifice again. But this time, like, really, really do it. Especially after the fact that he got kind of his, like I said, his his happy ending with this, you know, his daughter and everything. And Yeah. But it was so sad, though. It was definitely sad. They played it, it real sad. sad. Yeah, it was I was sad. like, oh, people are going to cry at this part. This is sad. Like, yeah. it felt sad. Like, the more, you know, and then, like, um, there was a little Easter egg homage to um, when uh, that one agent dude was sitting with his daughter and said, mm-hmm. like, you want some food? And she was like, she likes cheeseburgers. Yeah. And that was like when Tony Stark got back and Iron Man won, he wanted a cheeseburger. <clears throat> He's like, your dad likes cheeseburgers. So I was like, oh, shit. You know, just little stuff like that I thought was really. Really well done and placed well, you know. Thought it was good, but yeah, man, it was a good send off. Great send off. I think overall, it was just great send off for. I mean, because he 
basically the face of the franchise at this point. So I, I just I just thought they handled the send off of all these important characters extremely, extremely well. Um, yeah. Uh, the last thing I, I just want to talk about was obviously have to talk about the fight scene. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking epic. <laughs> like it was crazy. That was I didn't think they could get crazy in the first one. That was crazier than the first one. People were legitimately cheering when who was saying uh when Falcon was like to your left and then once they saw like the ring open up and all the characters start yeah. to pop out and then all of Wakanda like kinda come out and that was the one thing that he did right, the Hulk was <laughs> bring everybody back. Yeah. See, we were shitting on him, but he did bring everybody back. The Hulk yeah. is the one who did it. The one thing. But the fight <laughs> scene, like, people were legitimately sharing the theater when that shit happened. That shit was fucking epic. Like, yeah. seeing them all kind of come out at the same time. Seeing all the characters on screen all backing up, ready to go to fucking battle. Like, that shit was yeah. fucking dope shit. It was crazy. Um, but obviously, the highlight of the entire fucking battle finally Captain America picked up fucking Mjolnir. Yo, when Captain America picked up shit. Childhood complete. Oh, I screamed. Oh, oh, yeah, for real. That was everything I ever wanted. Complete. It's like, yo, okay. They did it. I think the war pretty much spoke for everybody when it happened when he was like, I knew it. Like, everybody was like, yeah, for real. Yeah, it's like, I've literally been waiting for this moment for a long fucking time. Like, I thought it was going to happen in the first one, but I'm kind of glad yeah. it didn't. And to see him pick that shit up and fucking wreck Thanos for a minute was so fucking satisfying, yo. Oh, my God. That shit was amazing. It was amazing. And then it was crazy because then they did a little bit of humor because Thor had the uh, Stormbreaker. Yeah, he's like, no, and then, like, the they switched it. He's like, no, no, no. You take the little one. Give me that. Like... <laughs> <laughs> like Captain America with powers or a weapon like that is OP. Yeah, that's not even fair. Not even fair, bro. I, I think he used that shit almost better than Hulk. I mean, Thor ever did, like in that short sequence. Yeah, bro, he never Fucking used it and was using that shit like, like he invented it. Like, <laughs> like Cap was, ah, that, shit was that shit was so fucking good, bro. Yeah, that was by far the highlight. I mean, the rest of it was really cool, but because there are so many characters, everything was such a quick cut. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, this guy's fucking somebody up for about three seconds. Oh, then there's this guy fucking somebody else up for five seconds. Oh, and here's Spider-Man getting fucked up left and right. Um, so, I don't know. Like, shit was just satisfying all around, but seeing Cap pick up that hammer was by far the most satisfying. Yeah. Sure, that was the highlight of that whole fight for sure. And then the the finale of the fight was also the highlight. The, that part and the end. Yeah, the end. Okay, so. one part of the battle I do want to talk about before the actual battle happened. And one thing I actually did like about this one is, all right, in the Infinity War, Thanos was kind of like this super, like he was still evil and he was like this big bad villain. But his plan yeah. and like his kind of ideas were still kind of relatable. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like they still kind of made sense. Like he was still like a relatable kind of anti-hero than necessarily straight up villain. But because of like the kind of retcon yeah. that they did, 
And once he found out their plans, he went straight up villain and it was fucking badass because he was like, I'm glad that I found this out. Um, and shit, what do you say? He's like, things just like this are never, I've destroyed many worlds and it's never been personal. Mm-hmm. I'm going to enjoy this. Oh, that yeah. shit. I was like, yo, he is a full on fucking villain, like badass villain right now. And he was just sitting there waiting, yeah. like on his throne, like the fucking final boss in Mortal Kombat or something. For <laughs> like, real. Fight him. Oh, he that is shit the final sick. boss. That shit that was, was sick. Hell and yeah. He was wrecking shit, bro. Like, oh, yeah, dog. And then he pulled the Braveheart commander shit where he was like, yo, just send the hellfire down. Like, it's going to kill our own troops. Fucking send it down. Do it now. Like, <laughs> uh, that shit was dope. And then Captain Marvel. Fucked him up by then, like before he put yeah. the power stone in. Like, I don't know, it was just a lot of dope moments. But Thanos going full villain was fucking epic. I thought that shit was dope. So you got that. That fulfilled. That fulfilled my like um, villain, best villain since the Joker kind of category. Mm. You know? That's a that's a whole another discussion for another day. But oh yeah, no, nah, but he he kind of is there. He's definitely there because they gave two different versions of him, but both versions were fucking dope as fuck. Oh yeah, he was like soft and savage, like like he's relatable. And, but then you got like, this straight up archetypal fuck everybody, fuck the world, fuck I'm gonna kill, I'm gonna wipe everybody off this planet, off the universe, you know? Right. Because people were complaining that he didn't really feel like a full on villain or he wasn't badass enough, but then they gave it to you in this one, so it's like can't really complain because you got both sides now. Yeah, for real. It was just dope. Like, goddamn, that shit was dope. Woo! Um, I gotta see it again. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I think we pretty much touched on most of the shit I wanted to talk about it on. Um, we're definitely going to have to do a ranking of the MCU Ooh. stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure, coming up. This one's up there. Um, that's going to be a pretty empty debate so definitely gonna do that but other than that man i fucking they just the fact that they just made this happen and the fact that it turned out as fucking good as it did it's still yeah. mind-blowing to me no it's crazy it's crazy because it actually ended well it wasn't trash and i was no. shocked that it actually ended well i was yes. like whoa they actually Endings did this and it made sense. Hard to pull off. Yes. it actually works i was like shit that's crazy yes. god damn it was good so, so hats good. off marvel <laughs> Let me actually take my hat off. Hats off. You guys Good you guys fucking did that. job, bro. That shit was dope. Only question is what happened during the five years <laughs> with yeah. everybody? Like Wakanda. What happened with Wakanda during the five years? When well, they kind of said it. Oh, yeah, Wakanda. I, maybe it's they'll the explain king. that. Maybe Black Panther, too. Yeah, maybe. Or they might just, like, not. Yeah, that time travel ever happened. They're gonna have to because that caused <laughs> way too many issues. Oh my god! When you start really talking about it, there are a lot of fucking issues. You know what I'm, I'm like, yo, that that five year gap. I don't know. They should have made it five weeks. The quantum realm. <laughs> that fucked a lot of shit up. Like, yo, oh, just bring yeah. just bring Stark back. Right. Well, other than that, other than the loopholes, the the wide gaps, it was excellent. <laughs> Other than the nonsense that they... I get it. I get it because time is always very hard to pull off in movies. Right. The rules never make sense, but they really don't fucking make sense here. 
Yeah, for sure. But other than that, if you just kind of ignore that shit and just enjoy it for, for the fucking love letter to the MCU and to his fans, then yeah. it they just they they fucking knock this shit out of the park. Oh yeah. But so yeah, yeah um, if you have seen Avengers Endgame, what did you guys think about it? What do you guys think about some of the stuff we talked about? Um, particularly with the way they dealt with time and death, and do you think uh, it was well worth the wait? Do you think they pulled it off the impossible? They they created a universe and somehow gave it a fucking fitting ending, like we believe it did. Yeah. Let us know, you know, in the comments down below wherever you, you enjoy this. Uh, watch this on YouTube or listen on SoundCloud or iTunes or Google Play Music. And as always, man, uh, if you're enjoying these podcasts, please subscribe to us um, wherever you, again, wherever you enjoy us. That's on YouTube or SoundCloud or iTunes or Google Play Music. We're on all of those except for probably Spotify. It's the only one that I don't think we're on. So, Please subscribe, and if you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions about this show, past show, or any future show, be sure to let us know down below in the comments wherever this goes up, or you can email us directly at livingmyfearless.co or go to livingmyfearless.co slash podcast and let us know directly there. But yeah, uh, great show. Avengers Endgame. Go see it. If you haven't, I don't know why you listen to this whole thing. Go see (laughs) it. If you haven't seen it and you're still listening, uh sorry you kind of fucked but yeah if you have seen it go watch this you shit can again. watch it and see if you agree with us so you yeah. know but if you have seen it watch this shit again and kind of look out for some stuff we talked about but yeah, again thank Until you guys time. for joining us today's date was april 27 2019 uh we'll be back for some more podcasts for you guys but until then keep doing what Darice. Like my hat says, keep living life fearless. Oh, and the hoodie swag. Catch you on the flip side. Peace.